Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode 220 of Your Career Podcast. Welcome back to Your Career Podcast. Now, I'm excited in this episode because I am sharing my interview with Jeff Young, the LinkedIn guru. For the past 13 years, Jeff has been helping the global community to understand how to use LinkedIn as a powerful networking tool by developing genuine relationships. I met Jeff on LinkedIn, of course, as I was drawn to his warm and engaging style of posts. When I discovered what a fascinating life he has led, I knew I had to share his story on Your Career Podcast. Now, before I share this wonderful interview with Jeff, if you're finding things a challenge in your career due to organizational restructure, code restrictions, or you find you just can't get that promotion to move to the next level in your chosen role, I have a wealth of support for you in the Careers Academy. Now, this is for you whether you are looking for a job or seeking career growth and progression. I'm currently adding even more valuable support programs, guides, and videos for you, and I'll be throwing open the doors very shortly. If you go to www.thecareersacademy.online now, you can get on the wait list to be notified as soon as all my new support resources are available on demand. Now, if you're listening to this podcast after the doors have opened, go and check it all out because you'll find out what you get in my career transition program or my career growth program or my very special new program, which I call the Rule the World Lifetime Access Program. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? The Rule the World Program provides lifetime access to all my online resources, templates and career assessments, plus one-on-one coaching with me and my monthly group coaching calls for a lifetime. See you in the Careers Academy online. Now, let's find out about my very special guest, Jeff Young. Prior to becoming the LinkedIn guru, Jeff's career took an interesting journey from project management to IT consulting and then human resources. He discovered that his unique technical and people skills were highly valued as a director and account manager with Intellinex, an e-learning venture of Ernst & Young, where he led and mentored thousands of professionals across numerous organizations. Upon retirement, Jeff knew he was not ready for retirement, that's in inverted commas, as most people know it. He began a new chapter of his life providing valuable volunteering work as teacher on all things LinkedIn for relationships development. He's been called the LinkedIn guru and he now regularly trains professionals on how to harness LinkedIn to network effectively. 
And now let's welcome Jeff Young, the LinkedIn guru, to the show. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. And it feels so weird saying that, Jane, because it's 7.30 in the evening for me, but it is 9.30 in the morning for you. So good morning and namaste, of course. Uh, And namaste to you, too. I'm so happy that you're on this show because I've been following you on LinkedIn and we've been corresponding for quite a few years now. And um, we have some lovely people in common like Shelley Elslinger, which is and she's just amazing with the kind club that you're part of as well. And so now having you on your career podcast is such an honor. And I want to find out all about your career journey and then all the amazing things that you're doing for people on LinkedIn now. So how about, Jeff, to kick us off, you tell us a little bit about back in the early days, what were your early career aspirations? Okay, well, first of all, thank you again for for, for uh, uh, inviting me to be here. Uh, I, you're right, I've been following you for, for quite some time and we've been connected for quite some time. And, and I enjoy uh, all of the things that you've done, uh, especially some of the partnerships and collaborations that you've done with your, you know, and I didn't call you this when we, when we fr- first met, but you know, I should, I, I, we, we can maybe rename this podcast Fun with, Fun with <laughs> Jeff and Jane, okay? Uh, and I only give myself top billing on that one because that, that I'm paraphrasing a, a movie that I saw that was a funny movie one time called Fun with Dick and Jane. Uh, but, uh, so, so, so thank you again for, for, for having me. And I love what you do and I love what you do with other folks like Jillian and Shelly. And, you know, they're, they're, they're just, it, it just amazes me how many great people you find out on LinkedIn. So uh, to answer your question, my earliest memories of, of what I wanted to be when I grow up, you know, grow up uh, was actually an astronaut. I was, I, I kind of grew up in the 60s, so I was fascinated with the moonshot, and, you know, a hero of mine was Neil Armstrong, who was actually from from Ohio. He wasn't from Columbus, Ohio, but he was from Ohio. Uh, so that was one of the earliest memories I have of, of wanting to be an astronaut. Now, I never got there, of course, um, although some people would think I'm kind of spacey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... But no, I, I didn't get there. Um, it, it, from that standpoint, when I went, I got lucky that really when I um, got a little bit later in my life and went to high school, I had a very, very good guidance counselor who said, you know, you're pretty good at math. Maybe you ought to get into computers. And I went, computers, that's interesting. I don't know much about them. Uh, what, what's, what's good about them? And he said, well, it pays well. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that, and 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 I did actually go to school to be, become a, a computer uh, computer expert, if you will. Um, and so, you know, my earliest job was actually being a down and dirty programmer, um, and that was back in the the mid '70s. And uh, from that standpoint, I got paid about down and dirty as well. I mean, I got paid slightly less than dirt, uh, but because just coming out of, I, I never went, I, well, not never. I went to a technical school in order to get an associate degree so that I could get into the business. I, I, I was around computing so long ago, Jane, that they called it business data processing. Hmm. 
you know, the, IT, they didn't call it IT then. It wasn't information technology. It was business data processing. Ooh. Uh, you know, <laughs> back, so. back, back in the day. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but I, the thing you know, is, is that early, early on, I mean, getting into business data processing or information technology, as we like to call it now, that was something quite new and different. Because to, to be honest, you know, when, when I was growing up, I had no idea about computers. We, we didn't have computers. I remember in yeah. high school, um, I learned how to type on a manual typewriter. And the day when we got the IBM Selectric electric typewriter, gosh, this is really dating me, isn't it? It was so exciting. <laughs> we, we should have a podcast where we just talk about the different technology and how that, that's, that's uh, progressed. But then, oh, so, so you went into data what, what did you call it? Data information business processing data. or business data processing. Yeah, and I know that with, with your career, you, you uh, in the early days, you were a project manager and then um, you secured a job at Ernst & Young and you were the director there doing IT management consulting before transitioning into human resources. Now, that's really interesting. So tell me, how did you make those transitions? Well, okay, so first of all, starting out as a programmer, and I really enjoyed being a programmer. Uh, in the early days, you used all kinds of basic languages and, you know, uh, something, you know, something they called ALC, Assembler Language Code. Uh, boy, I'm really dating myself on that one. Nobody's going to understand that. They're not going to understand what I just said. But, but so I, I enjoyed it because it was very gratifying for me to tell the computer what to do and then actually have it do it. Okay, so so those were the, the beginning processes of, of, the, of the start of it. And I enjoyed that piece of my career. Now, what ended up happening, and I think this happened to a lot of people, what ended up happening, if you're really good at what you do, okay, someday somebody's going to come up to you and they're going to say, you know, you're really good at what you do. Okay, how would you like to manage other people who do it as well? And I went, well, sure, that, that sounds like fun. I mean, I... I've always been the kind of person that works well as a team, in a team anyway. I'm not really, I'm an extrovert. I, I really uh, am, a, am a, I pull in tandem much better than I pull alone in many instances. So I did, I started being a project manager as well. So, and I did that before I ever got to, to, to Ernst and Young. And so I, I started, you know, doing that and, and learning the softer skills of things as well, right? They, they, they talk about that from the standpoint of, you know, hard skill is technical, okay? The, the soft skills are the people management kinds of skills and, and understanding how to motivate people and, you know, et cetera. So I started doing that and did project management for, for several years, switched jobs a few times, ended up switching jobs in the mid 80s to Ernst & Young, okay? And I kind of, I didn't take a step down, but I, but I, as a parallel uh, step, I went from being a project manager to being a, 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 a basically a senior consultant. Okay, and it was still IT, so it was you know it was still IT. And and actually, when I I had gotten downsized <clears throat> in '85, and someone actually suggested to me, would you think about working for? At the time, it was actually called Arthria. Because they hadn't, it was the big eight back then, which of course yes. became the big six, which became the final four, which you, et cetera. Yes. So um, they said Arthur Young, and I said, Arthur Young, isn't that an accounting firm? Okay. I, you know, I, I don't, I, 
I don't count beans. I'm not that kind of person, right? They said, no, 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 there's this new thing. And again, in 80, 84 to 86, it was a new thing called management consulting, which was in essence, IT consulting, computer consulting. And I said, oh, sure, I'll interview with them. That sounds like fun. So as they say, the rest is history. I spent the next 16 years with them, okay? Now, one more significant transition here. <clears throat> About nine years into my career with Ernst & Young, Okay, having gone from senior consultant to manager to senior manager, okay, and, and ultimately up to um, director, as you mentioned. Um, about nine years in, I was working for the local, my local community um, IT office, community cons consulting office. And I got farmed out on sabbatical to the organizational development arm of the firm to help build some project management curriculum and those types of things that were related to things that I had, had a great deal of experience with. So I did that. And then afterwards, I decided that I had so much fun doing that, that what I would do is I would go to them and I would ask them, hey, how would you like to have a person who's got nine years worth of street creds, being a consultant, help you teach consultants about how to be consultants? Mm. Because I had so much fun teaching. Mm. And they said, well, let us think about it. Okay. <laughs> they, they wanted my, my expertise as a part of that process. So I switched from, okay, the, the consulting piece of the practice to the internal organizational development. I, mean, you know, I never really ever worked for an, H, for an HR department, but I worked with a lot of HR departments. So the organizational development of the arm. And ultimately, as a director, I became responsible for all of the onboarding training that was done for the Ernst & Young consulting practice. And you talk about fun. That was that, that was just the best time of my life. Um, the variety was there because I got to work with a lot of different kinds of clients, working with all the, the different folks, all the thought leaders that I got to, I mean, people from all around the world, uh, some including, as a matter of fact, Australia, uh, who would come to the U.S. and be a part of our team uh, you know, uh, and do contract work with us. It was fabulous. I learned so much. I had so much fun. And I'll tell you what, if you ever want to challenge, okay, Try teaching a partner in a big eight consulting firm anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on now. They didn't get to become partner by mm -hmm. doing it wrong. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you're about to tell them you want it to do it this way. And they're going to go, you want it to do it that way? Why? Why is that better for me? Okay. So you better have your act together and be able to tell them what it does make them better uh, doing it that way. And, you know, remember the old commercial about EDS and hurting cats? That's it. Mm -hmm. That's the that's how you that's how you train partners. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so interesting listening to this this journey because you've got the technical capability and yet you've got very strong people skills or soft skills as they used to call them. We tend to call them human skills or people skills now, yes. And having that combination is quite unusual for an IT technical professional. So I think with the combination of your technical functional capabilities, your general managerial and people leadership capabilities, that lent itself really well to be able to influence senior partners to do things the way that you would like them to do. <laughs> and no, really true. Yes. Yeah, well and, yeah. and that was the piece. I think that's why they came to me initially and asked me to do the project management, the softer skills in the first place is because they could see in me the fact that I knew how to motivate people. I, and as a matter of fact, 
in my career with Ernst & Young, one of the best compliment, I, you won't, this may not sound like a compliment to many people, okay? But one of the best compliments one of my mentors ever gave me is he said, you know what? You really know how to, to motivate people and, and, and tell them something good, okay? He said, but the better thing is, you also know when to kick them in the butt. <laughs> yeah, and I so, think, yeah, communication skills. Yeah, communication skills and that ability to influence and negotiate and turn the, the way that people think around is is such a valuable skill as well. And so you must have really loved that part of your career. I, I loved the fact that that kind of thing was the primary skill that you needed in order to teach people. Okay. And that is what really ended up being my why. Everybody says, oh, you need to find your why, right? And they're right, you do. But it took me, you know, it took me 30 years of a 40 year career to find my why, okay? And then I, but then I got to do it for the rest of my career, which was wonderful. And, and again, being out there, being in, up in front of people, teaching people, I, I discovered that that was my why. And, and one of my, one of my, Heroes has always been a, a gentleman from the, from also the kind of Midwest, although it's more like St. Louis or, or Point South here in the, in the U.S., a gentleman by the name of Mark Twain. Okay? Mm, yes. And, and the, the famous quote from Mark Twain for me is, has always been, there are two important days in your life. The first one is the day that you were born. The second one is the day you figure out why. And if you can figure out why and then go do that for the rest of your life, you are never going to work a day in your life. I know that sounds, you've heard it all before, I'm sure. But it's so true. It's so true when you know what it is that really pulls you in a certain direction and you know that you're fulfilling that why, or I like to call them career anchors, you know, that true anchor that that pulls you, that that feels just right. It's it's a joy every day. I, I feel it because I love being a coach you know I've I've got a new name for you Jeff (laughs) I know you're the LinkedIn guru and that's your hashtag but I think the teacher would be very strong because that's that's I feel you're the teacher aren't you it's perfect okay because a lot of times when I'm doing a seminar I introduce myself as the LinkedIn guru Mm. and it and that's and I didn't call myself that someone else called me that in one of my classes they they, they said you know they came up to me afterwards shook their finger at me and said Jeff you are a real guru at this and I went ooh (laughs) guru I love the sound of that. that 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 really works well how it really really works is the fact that I looked guru up in the dictionary and guess what the definition of guru is teacher Mm-hmm. mentor okay mm-hmm. etc yes that was me and so you know i always so i would i would substitute you know i said yes hi i'm the linkedin guru okay guru means teacher and oh by the way i sometimes introduce myself by saying hi i'm a teacher what's your superpower okay <laughs> which is which no one else can see because this is a podcast but you can see that my brand behind me is the boy in blue with this big red s on his on his chest okay that is my superpower. I wish for everybody to find their superpower. Everybody has one or multiples, okay? And I wish for everybody to find those because if you can find those superpowers, you can literally fly. It's amazing. You'll feel like you're flying anyway. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I have to say the background image for you with Superman 
Ripping open his shirt and revealing the Superman logo is so powerful. I'm going to have to use that when I do a post on LinkedIn with that because it looks so, so good. looks so good, Jeff. And you, you know what? Because you are the teacher, now you had many, many years, you know, a really successful career from IT, from project management to IT, to management consulting, to to human resources and, and assisting people. But then you, you've had this wonderful, illustrious career, and then you transitioned into, now I'm using my fingers as inverted commas here, retirement. Now, so many people, now this is where, you know, because your career podcast is all about career transitions and how to make a successful transition. This is really interesting because this was not just a few years ago. This was many years ago that you transitioned into what people would normally call retirement. And then you think, oh, you'll go and play golf or put your feet up or, you know, lie on a beach and sip cocktails. But no, that's not what you did. You became a LinkedIn trainer, teacher, volunteering in so many amazing places to assist. And it's been so many years. It's been over a decade that you have been the LinkedIn guru and you do this with such passion. So tell me about this transition. What happened? Well, the the transition, again, I, I retired in 2008, at the beginning of 2008. Um, and I guess I should say that, you know, retirement never felt like to me that I would go out and play golf. That it's just not my thing. I, I liked golf. I mean, you know, I, I actually used to refer to golf though sometimes as a good walk spoiled. Um, <laughs> yes. Because, you know, it, it, can be, it, it could be very frustrating. As a matter of fact, I never, never really played good golf until I stopped caring about, so, about it so much and being so frustrated and just calmed down and enjoyed the walk. So at any rate, uh, so it was never fishing. It was never golfing, you know, et cetera. Uh, it was just going to be the next chapter. And that took some planning, okay? Um, and, and I think people don't realize, especially, again, um, I, I realized it fairly early on in my career, again, in my 30s, that if I was going to retire when I really wanted to, I would have to do, well, okay, here's another project management term. If I was going to retire when I wanted to, I would have to plan the work and work the plan. Okay, so then that's what I did as far as retirement is concerned as well. So I did all that, retired at, in, in 2008 because I could, and financially and, you know, and, and physically, I wanted to retire early, so I did. I retired in, at 54 years old. Uh, and you know, one interesting point about that one too, uh, Jane, is that when I retired at 54 years old, people would come up to me after where I'd introduce myself as being retired, and they say, "Oh my goodness, you're too young to be retired." Yeah, you 54. Know. Oh, you're a baby at 54. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> you look too young to be retired. Well, now, now that it, now that I'm 67, <laughs> I go out and, and do my teaching, and I say I'm retired, and people go, "Oh, that's nice for you." Because I look like I should be retired now. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, so the retirement to me was really just a, the next chapter. Remember, I found my why. I wanted to teach. So if I was going to retire, I was going to find something to teach. Okay. And I've also always been a networker. I mean, you talk about the communication skills. You know, one of my closest friends defines networking as the exchange, the exchange of information for mutual benefit. And I totally agree with that. It's about communication. It is all about communication and getting to know one another. So when I retired, I knew I just wanted to continue to network. 
And when I retired, I also, you know, I relied on my network. I said, you know, I want to continue to network. What's a tool that I should use to do that with? And to a person, they all said, LinkedIn. You've got to do LinkedIn. You know, and this is in 2008. So LinkedIn was only about five years old at the time. Okay, But in 2008, it was still the thing to do. It was still a thing to, you know, to, 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 to network from a professional basis. Okay. So I looked at LinkedIn and I said, Ooh, I don't know much about this. Now I've had a LinkedIn account since 2004. Okay. Because someone told me that you need a LinkedIn account. You've got to have a LinkedIn account or you, you, know, you don't exist. So I, I did what typically everybody else does. I created a LinkedIn account and I just let it sit there. It did nothing for three or four years. So in 2008, I looked at my account and I went, Oh, I need to learn about this. I need to, I need to understand how to do this. Okay, because I, I had never done anything like this before. And, and so, and, and I've never really been a Facebook fan, not really. So, but, so, so I needed to learn how. And to me, the easiest and best way for me to learn how was to go back to my why and say, let's teach it to other people. I'll learn about it by teaching to, it to other people. And that's exactly what I started to do. I used to teach a couple, two seminars a month which became four seminars a month, which became six seminars a month, which at one point in time, we actually became nine seminars in one month. And when it got to the nine level, I looked at myself in the mirror and went, hey, you're retired. <laughs> what are you doing nine seminars a month for? Mm. That's too much like work. Okay, mm. So I tailed it back. And now I do five or six seminars a month. And that, that doesn't feel like work. That gives me plenty of time to do whatever else I want to do as far as retirement is concerned. But I became, you know, and, and, and as I said before, someone ended up calling me the LinkedIn guru, which matches with teacher, which says, yep, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to continue to do it as long as there's a need and as long as people appreciate my doing it. And the good news for me was, and I don't know about good news for anybody else, but, but the good news for me was that I could do it and I didn't have to worry about being paid for it. Mm. Because part of, let me explain one other thing in terms of being, you know, with a company like Ernst & Young. It was absolutely nothing uh, to do a 70 or 80 hour work week for a company like that. Mm. And on the road, 85% of the time, never in your local community, right? So when I retired, I wanted to contribute to my local community. I wanted to get involved in my local community. So I started teaching LinkedIn in my local community. Okay. And, and I did, and I focused, and I still do focus on that teaching. You know, there's at least two or three a month that I do that are focused on nonprofits and other organizations that are here in my local community. So that was the, that was the process. I wanted to give back to my community. I wanted to do something like that. So that's why I do it for free. I got, believe me, I've got nothing. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not against people making money. <laughs> mm. I mean, everybody should be paid for what they, what they do, but I just get paid in something different, right? If, if people actually go to my profile and look, they will see that I get paid in three C's, coffee, <laughs> conversation, and occasionally chocolate. And yes, people do pay me in chocolate. Well, okay? I think that's fantastic. If I was in Columbus, Ohio right now, I'd be running over with a huge block of Toblerone for you. <laughs> well, and, and sometimes I also, by the way, when I, you know, I say that in one of my seminars, I also say, oh, by the way, Chardonnay is a really good C as well. So, and people have actually paid me in Chardonnay as well. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and why stop it there? The thing is, is that, you know, coffee and conversation, that, that conjures up a lot of warmth and friendliness and relationship development. And, you know, chocolate is, you know, makes you feel happy anyway. So it's a really happy feeling that you are imparting onto your local community, but not just your local community. Because LinkedIn is global, it's to everybody. And that's, that's how I found you all. I don't know, somehow we stumbled across each other, I'm sure through the network and other people who have that same mission in life to make a difference in their community. Um, and, and you're part of this wonderful thing on LinkedIn called the Kind Club. Ah, yes. Shelley Elslinger, yes. Shelley Elslinger, yes. And that, that emanates. LinkedIn Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, I mean, we've got the LinkedIn super, Superman guru here oh, yeah. and, and the LinkedIn you. Wonder Woman. What can I be? Maybe I'll be Catwoman because I'm a crazy cat Ooh, lady. That could be that could be my new, my new logo. Yes, Catwoman. Oh, I'm that, I've just thought of that. So anyone who knows me knows I'm mad keen on cats. So I actually might think about about that and send that off to you both you and and um shelly to, to approve my new logo <laughs> how good would that be but but yes so so we met and part of the kind club can you tell me a little bit about that and your involvement well shelly created the kind club in about january of i think uh 2019 hmm. and shelly and i have known each other long before that Mm. And, and honestly, I, well, and here, here we are back at LinkedIn again, okay? Shelly and I have never actually met face-to-face. -face. But this is the way that relationships can get built. This is the, this is the human factor of LinkedIn. Shelly is about eight hours away from me because she's in Toronto and I'm in Columbus, Ohio. And, but, but we got to be really, really good friends. We talk practically two or three times a week. We have matching T-shirts, like I said. You know, <laughs> it was just a thing, okay? And and I have ended up calling Shelly my sister from another mister uh, mm -hmm. because she's the sister that I never had. I never actually had a sister. And forming the Kind Club, is she is so based in kindness and reciprocity, and, and, and it just fits her to a T. So I was, you know, I was one of the first that, that grabbed the, you know, nobody's going to be able to see this, but grabbed one of the armbands and said, I need one of those. I'm going to support whatever you do here because I love what you do here. Okay? Yeah, I have one of those too. It's very oh, exciting absolutely. when it arrived in the post. There again, LinkedIn helped spread that, that word, that, that hashtag, you know, Decide, uh, decide to be kind. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag decide to be kind around the globe. And uh, they, those, those, those have traveled thousands and thousands of miles. So that's the beauty of LinkedIn. It, it's, it's just amazing to me. Shelly and I have gotten to be such close friends that we have actually the last two straight years exchanged Christmas presents, but we've never actually met. Mm -hmm. Isn't that great? I mean, oh, it, wonderful. It, it, it's a warm and fuzzy feeling just saying things like that because it is possible through a tool like LinkedIn. Mm. Okay. And, and, and you know, you know what's so wonderful as well is because of technology, and you know, your your you know your your roots are, are based within technology as well. Being able to not only speak on the phone and you know to type messages to each other on LinkedIn, we can also have videos and voice recordings. And then now we've got Zoom, uh, you know, so you can take it to the next level where you can actually look at each other and have a really you know good chat uh, in real time. That's that's made the entire world such a tiny little place. 
Yes, and it doesn't matter as long as long as, you know, our time zones are in the right zone and I'm not sleeping or you're not sleeping when the other one is awake, then then we can really uh, link up and get to know each other very well. Oh, I mean, I have daily conversations with you, you know, you and other folks in, in Australia all the time. Usually that daily conversation is through DMs because yeah. I'm asleep when you're t- typing and you're asleep when I'm typing. You know, but, but but obviously we can arrange for these kinds of things as well. I mean, I, I've done LinkedIn lives with other folks in, in, in Australia. Uh, you know, when it when it's when it when it's 5 p.m. my time, you know, it, it, it's a lot. It's a lot earlier for them there because it's the next morning. Mm. But and, and that's kind of a challenge. Um, I, you know, you, you guys are always ahead of me. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, know, you, you are always ahead of me. I mean, and, 18 and hours. Case, well, in your case, 14 hours ahead of me. You know, yeah. so so no matter what I'm doing, I'm playing catch up. Uh, yeah. but, but on LinkedIn, it's possible to do that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a good thing. And, and because of, you know, I, I, I get to comment on your stuff. You get to comment on my stuff, you know, and it's like having a conversation. It's just not as quite as good as a Zoom conversation, you know, like this is where you can actually see each other, see the smiles and and, and have a lot of smiles. Okay. Uh, it, it makes a big difference to, yeah. to me. Connecting with someone on LinkedIn is the continuation of a relationship, not the beginning of a relationship. Mm-hmm. A lot of people try to connect with people they don't have any idea who they are. Yeah. Honestly, that's not my thing. My thing is finding out about someone enough that, I, that I'm interested in them, then connecting with them and starting to build the relationship, which is why, by the way, one of my best practices on LinkedIn is that once you connect with someone, the very next thing that you should try to do is say, hi, thank you for connecting with me. Let's actually meet up and talk, okay? Let's start the communication. And if it's a person here, I'm going to go want to go out and I'm going to go have, let's go have coffee. Okay. Well, now we will anyway, since we're coming out of the COVID times, that wasn't even possible before. But the backup to that is always a Zoom call. I offer a Zoom call across the time zones. I can, I'm sure that you can look back at when we connected, you can see that message in our DMs somewhere that said, Hey, if we can arrange this, you know, a a schedule that, you know, something that matches across the time zones, let's Zoom. Okay. And we did. I hundred percent agree about the authenticity of connections on LinkedIn because I won't connect with everybody. I get too many automated requests, or else uh, someone reaches out because they want to sell something, and that's not not the way that I like to use LinkedIn. What I want to do is to be able to assist people. If I'm going to reach out, it's for a very good reason. There's there's something either I'd be able to help them or I need assistance as well, or we share the same values, or there's just something that, that you know, it's like, you know, if I met you face to face, I think we'd be friends. That's, that's, the, that's the important thing uh, for me on LinkedIn, because it's all about relationship development. And I have to say, I, I don't know if other people do this, but sometimes if, if I've connected with someone and then the the very next message is, oh, buy my stuff. I'll, I'll disconnect <laughs> right away because yeah, I yeah. think, oh, come on, give me a break. You know, this is not not the platform to do this sell, sell. No. You can no. educate people about what you do. And then if they're interested, they'll come to you anyway. You don't have yeah. to say, you know, do this, do this. And especially when it comes to private messages, because I find that's almost like spam. Absolutely. If you are out there and showing what you offer, then people are going to gravitate toward you. They really are. Mm-hmm. It, it just it just happens naturally. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, the I get it. Okay. Yes, LinkedIn is a, a place where you can find prospects and you can sell, okay, 
through the social aspect of mm -hmm. selling, which is building relationships first. I saw a graphic one time that actually just, it was just two blocks, okay? Social here on the left, selling over here on the right, okay? The social block was about five times as tall as the selling block, mm -hmm. okay? That's the, the emphasis on social, the, 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 the result being selling, okay? That, that's the idea. If yeah. you do that the proper way, I think it will work every time. And, that, you know, I, I think people treat it as a numbers game. I, I've really never treated LinkedIn as a numbers game either. Sure, it is great to have some nice numbers. It is great to see people, you know, the, 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 the view count go up when you put something out there. Okay. But you know what? That didn't happen overnight. That never happens overnight. Not if it's done well. Okay. You know, when, when I first posted, nobody knew who I was. You know, nobody knew who the guru was except my own network. And my own network is the ones that actually passed it on to other people to help me, you know, and, and then LinkedIn helped as well. LinkedIn gave me the option of putting a follow button uh, on, you know, on my, on my profile, as opposed to a, as opposed to a connect button. And that was, that was just a way of me expressing my, my preference. Follow me first, we'll talk, and then we'll connect. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It, it works well in at either way, but that's yeah. what works well for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, with oh, being the, the link, being the LinkedIn guru, Jeff, um, what would you say if someone was struggling on LinkedIn and you would give them advice as you do, because on your newsletters, I mean, they're, they're fantastic because you always impart so much wonderful advice. And so if someone was struggling on LinkedIn, what are the top three tips you would provide to them? Well, let's let's do it in what I, I really have done this for a long, long period of time. When I first developed what I wanted to say about LinkedIn, I broke it down into kind of three categories of things, and I called them my three P's. Okay, so if you're struggling, the first thing that you need to concentrate on is your profile. That's your story. That's that's what's going to get you found because if it's got the right keywords on it, it's got the right story out there for it. That will help you get get your name out there, get you found, and 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 begin the process, if you will. And by the way, your profile's never done. So mm. you know, again, I've been on LinkedIn since May of 2004. My profile's still not complete. Okay, mm. first of all, because LinkedIn keeps changing stuff, and I can add new stuff to it, okay, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, but 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 also because of the fact that it's because your life is always changing, your profile will be always changing, and well. your career changes as well. Absolutely. You know, circumstances yeah. change constantly. Mm. So the first P is profile. Get your get your story together. Okay. The second P is people. You've got to find those people that you want to network with. And and normally I say that you know what? You've got an address book. You've got people that you already know. Ask them to connect first of all because they'd return your phone call. They'll probably say yes when you ask them to connect. Okay. And then the third one is you know you can do you can have the best looking profile. You can have the biggest network in the world. Okay. But unless you do the third P, nothing really ever happens. The third P, the first P is profile. The second P is people. The third P is participate. And there is a reason why that third P is the only verb. It denotes action. You have to actually do something on LinkedIn, which means either participate by putting your own content out there or go out there and comment and interact with other people's content. And that is a part of participation as well. And that will then allow you to, again, tell your story because if you're offering someone, you know, your two cents worth on a, as a comment, 
you can put in the, you know, the fact that, Hey, you know, I used, I grew up being a, an IT geek. Okay. So I can relate to this question. You know, those kinds of things are, are, are always possible on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I talk to so many people that I'm not connected with every single day. I mean, I, I probably talk more with more people I'm not connected with than the people that I am connected with on LinkedIn because of the interaction of those things. And, and the neat part about it is my network helps me out because if they comment on one of the posts, it has a chance of showing up for me to see it, right? So, you know, and the machine, mm-hmm. as far as LinkedIn is concerned, I just comment on the stuff I really want to see more of and continue to do that. And then LinkedIn keeps feeding me. It's kind of like Pandora for professionals. Mm-hmm. Pandora being the music app. <laughs> yes, yes. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay, uh-huh. well, it's, it's got to be more than just thumbs up and thumbs down. Mm-hmm. But if you comment on enough stuff, that is what you're interested in seeing. LinkedIn will actually feed it to you. know, your three Ps are valuable because so many people, they concentrate on the first two. They put a profile up there, but it's a static profile. They connect with people, but they don't get to know the people. But with the P number three, where you actually participate and there's the toing and froing, a bit like having a conversation. It's got to be a two-way conversation, hasn't it? Otherwise, exactly. all you're doing is lecturing. So the three Ps, that's a fantastic way of putting it to help people. And and Jeff, you know, there is so much um, value and wisdom that comes from you with regard to LinkedIn, because you've been doing this now for so, so many, many years. And we both now have a newsletter on LinkedIn, which is a fantastic feature, because it enables content creators such as you and, and myself to be able to share what we're really passionate about. I'm all about careers, you're all about LinkedIn and connection. And so, Tell us about your newsletter, because I want people to go there and follow your newsletter as well. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I, again, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm subscribed to probably 15 to 20 different newsletters, including yours, because I want to see these. And, and, and again, the you know variety is the spice of life. I, mm-hmm. I don't have to be talking about LinkedIn or reading about LinkedIn all day long. Okay, It gives me a, a good break to talk to someone else who, who again, shares a background you know, like you do with me in terms of HR and, and the career development and coaching. And, you know, and, and by the way, a teacher is just a different kind of coach. Okay. I mean, coaching and teaching are two different things. I do understand that by all my other coaching friends. Okay. Uh, So I realized the difference, but my newsletter is about LinkedIn tips. My newsletter is about being effective on LinkedIn. And to me, being effective is knowing how the tool works, understanding it in detail enough so that you can accomplish what you need to accomplish on it in a few minutes and then go off and do what's really important, which is the rest of the networking in person and, you know, and, and, and building those relationships inside and outside of LinkedIn. Hmm. But if you, if you want, you know, please, you can see not only my newsletter, but other things. If you just go to my profile, click the follow button. Okay. If you really want to see my newsletter, then what you're going to have to do is go to my profile, scroll down to where it says, see all activity, click that. And then click the articles button. Now, this will work for you as well. So I recommend that people do the very same thing on your profile. Go down, scroll down, click see all activity, click articles, then click that first article, which will probably be a newsletter. Okay. And once you click that newsletter, then you will see the subscribe button and you can and you can click subscribe and you'll get another one the next time that it comes out. That's a major difference. That's one of the, the reasons that newsletters are so powerful on LinkedIn. It's one of the only places on LinkedIn that you can be guaranteed of getting someone's content because you clicked a subscribe button. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, 
in all fairness, I have to warn people, yes, if you click the subscribe button, you are going to get an email from me, okay? But you're only going to get one more email a month because I only publish my, my newsletter once a month. So it is just one more, but you will be notified. And if you want to be sure to be notified, the only way to do that is to subscribe. Mm. And, and I love that feature as far as LinkedIn is concerned. Yeah. I wish they'd continue to roll it out to everybody. Yeah, they, they were rolling it out and then they stopped for a while. But you know oh. what would be really good that I wish that they would do on LinkedIn is make it easier for people to subscribe to your newsletter. So, for example, if they landed on your profile and right up at the top where there's the follow or the connect button, there is subscribe to newsletter button, then that would make it so much easier. If people follow you, they'll they'll be notified anyway. But it's just they may just want the newsletter, and I I think that would be a a really good extra button to add there too. And now, Jeff, I could talk to you all day, and <laughs> I'm sorry I've kept you a little bit over time today, but oh, it's because it's been so interesting. And what, what final thoughts would you like to leave with us with regard to careers or transition or retirement or LinkedIn? Well, I think I think one of the things that that uh, I, I subscribe to as a as a teacher, okay, um, is that I think the best teachers show you where to look, it, it, but they don't but they don't tell you what to see, okay. So for me, do that same thing on LinkedIn. Just because I'm using it a certain way doesn't mean that you have to use it that certain way. Find out what it really is for you. And I think more than anything else, a lot of us have, have said this many times as well. It's true in life. It's true in, on LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn with a purpose. Go to LinkedIn with a goal in mind. Mm -hmm. Because if you do that, you'll be focused enough to, to find what you need out of LinkedIn. Because I can almost guarantee you, if you want to do something, you probably can, okay, uh, using a tool like LinkedIn because it's about networking. And honestly, networking is like air. You need it to survive. Mm -hmm. Very, very wise words from Jeff Young, the LinkedIn guru. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Jeff. It's been absolutely magic. And I've enjoyed looking at the Superman logo behind you as well. <laughs> I have enjoyed this entire time. Thank you so much. I, I would love to talk to you again sometime on Zoom uh, and, 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 and compare notes again, because that's part of the, the beauty of LinkedIn is it allows you to actually get together with folks that you admire and, and compare some notes. Oh, Thank definitely. you. Definitely. We will be collaborating. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast. You know I love providing career inspiration and advice as I'm on a mission to make careers guidance and support accessible and affordable to all who need it. If you like the support, please buy me a coffee. I love a skinny cappuccino. And you can do so by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jane Career Coach. I wonder if you will. Now I have more support for you at www.thecareersacademy.online too. And plenty of free resources that you can also download. So thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay well. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at 
thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.